0: Meanwhile, at Santander, they're concentrating on helping customers find ways to take years off their mortgage with their overpayment calculator. See what's possible at Santander. All applications are subject to status and our lending criteria. Your home may be repossessed if you do not keep up repayments on your mortgage. You're listening to episode 64 of Pod on Pod as we review Hollywood Babylon. It's time to babble the bu- on. It's Hollywood
1: Babylon.
0: There's only 24 hours in a day. I got a pair of earbuds, and I wish there was a way that I could know just what I want to listen to. There's 150,000 shows that I'm not sitting through. Where the world
1: is dark and boring. Let us do your exploring.
0: Welcome to Pod on Pod, a guide to the world of podcasts, because it's not your daddy's radio. We're your hosts. I'm Josh. I'm Joel. And this week on Pod on Pod, we are discussing a show that you and I have listened to for a long, long time, sir. It was At the bank of Antandek, they're looking for a mascot. We need an icon, something that says high fly into all our mortgage customers. Like a falcon or a stallion. Or even better, a parrot. Check it out. Ah! Meanwhile, at Santander, they're concentrating on helping customers find ways to take years off their mortgage with their overpayment calculator. See what's possible at Santander. All applications are subject to status and our lending criteria. Your home may be repossessed if you do not keep up repayments on your mortgage.
1: It's probably the first podcast that I collected as my own and listened to it.
0: It's the first show that you turned me on to as opposed to the other way around. Really? Uh, Yes, this one outranks and... And uh, predates What Say You. You might have mentioned What Say You at the same time as you mentioned Hollywood Babylon, but I, I listened to you on Hollywood Babylon first.
1: I've probably been listening to Hollywood Babylon going on four, three years at least.
0: Uh, this is. They've been doing this show for four continuous years now, right? Yeah. It's been four solid years. And what is the show? We're talking about Ralph Garman and Kevin Smith. Those are your two hosts. Now, Kevin Smith is a name that a lot of people probably know, especially if they've listened to our show. Yes. He's the host of Smodcast. Which we've reviewed. He's the host uh, of Edumication. Edumacation.
1: which we reviewed.
0: I say, SMOD, we've reviewed Smodcast, mm, right? I don't think so. Maybe we maybe we have it. We've reviewed other Smodcast shows, yeah. though. We we did what say you, which is Smodcast Tangential. We Not we did really, but okay. We did. Uh, um, uh, What's the, what's the show with the buddies? The three guys? T-E-S-D. Yeah, tell them, Steve, Dave. We did that Which show. Which is kind of more what say you. Yes, yes. Yeah. And then we also did, as you just mentioned, we did Edumacation. This is our third official Smodcast show. Because you're right, we haven't review, reviewed Smodcast yet. Uh, Ralph Garman, a name that you might not know. Didn't have a clue who he was. Before this show, you didn't know? Before this show. I knew of him only because Kevin had mentioned him in other places. He had talked about how he had fun doing the Hollywood segment on the K-Rock. On K-Rock when mm-hmm. he would go on K-Rock in the morning show and promote his movies, he would do the Hollywood segment with Ralph, and he he mentioned that. That's the only way I knew him. I'm not hooked into the L.A. radio scene. I don't know who those guys are. Kevin and Bean, I think, is the name of the radio host, but it, it doesn't matter. Whoever hosts the show, I, I don't listen to that radio show. I didn't know Ralph Garman either. And I was not predisposed to like him. Ralph is a very abrasive
1: guy. I love Ralph. Like, he is the driving force of the show. He's the hidden gem of the show. Without Ralph, the show doesn't happen. You want to replace Kevin? Easy. Just put another fat pothead in his spot and <laughs> it rolls field.
0: Yeah, you're right. It's, that's pretty much what he brings. He, it, this might be my favorite show that he does as far as what he brings to it because all he brings He's is just a great audience. Shots. That's he's it. A, well, you're right. He's a great audience and he's a good sniper. He is a quick witted yes. guy and he's right there on the front lines to make the follow up joke. He Be- gets a lot of layups in this
1: show. Be- right, because this is the show that Ralph drives, as opposed to when we reviewed Edumication, Andy can't wrangle Kevin in, he just can't, and Ralph does.
0: So this show, the origins of this show came from those Hollywood uh, news bits that they would do on K-Rock. The two of them would uh, co-host the segments together. Ralph normally would do them by himself. And when Kevin was in studio, they would go together. And it turned into sort of an uh, adult-themed but clean mouth at the time because they were on radio. Well, now the podcast itself is very adult, yes. But even their Hollywood segments on the radio, they would be adult-tinged. Except sure. inter- the Entertainment Weekly adult tinged, or Entertainment Tonight adult tinged. That's the Hollywood Tonight. You know, it's a a news, a, a Hollywood news show, but with humor and all its its dick and fart jokes as far as the eye can see or the ear can hear.
1: You're talking about Hollywood Babylon. Yes, I can't fully get behind your description. Why? Why not? Because the whole first, I don't know, sometimes 20 minutes of the show... Doesn't have anything to do with Hollywood? Doesn't have anything to do with Hollywood. Like almost at a, a least a quarter of the show. Well, I think that... I don't think it started that way. I
0: think that is a development because they've built their own rapport and they've built their own sure. audience now. And so they can... And
1: and it's a show after, after four years, five years, that is still evolving. Old bits go away. New bits come in and replace them. Um, and it's really... Those those bits are really audience driven
0: so the way that we discuss shows here on Pod on Pod is every week we talk about a different podcast trying to help you find your next favorite show. We break the show down by discussing uh, audio quality, content, the host likability, the production values. And then we give you some of our favorite moments uh, and then we give you our overall impressions of the show. With this show, I think it's important to go straight to production values as we're talking about it because how is the show put together? It it spun off from a, uh, you know, a terrestrial radio morning show or, or a part of a segment of a morning show, and it's still very much got that flavor, even though they do it now in a, in a nightclub, in a comedy club, you know, late at night on Saturday evenings uh, in Hollywood, downtown Hollywood. But this is, to me, morning zoo. What it's still very said, much morning what zoo. What
1: you just said was very, 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 very important, though, in that this show is almost always recorded and done. Like, the podcast, I feel like, is like, hey, we're going to do this live show, So we're going to record it, and we're going to put it out as a podcast. But it really is a live show. Like, it's done for a paying audience every week.
0: This is better than we deserve. Much better. Aren't you nice? Which is interesting when you think about the fact that both these guys, I mean, Ralph Garman's not a huge name, but he is a consistently working actor. He's got a full-time gig in radio, which you would imagine pays pretty well. He does a lot of voice work.
1: And yet this this I mean, dude if is you out consider there shark to puss it's <laughs> acting work.
0: This dude is out there hustling it every weekend uh trying to trying to make his rent money, you know? I mean and and, and they they talk about the fact they don't need this. Do you do you feel like
1: <laughs> <laughs> Do you ever feel like that Ralph is like Dang, I hitched my my wagon to the wrong celebrity. Uh, no,
0: I th- I think he's very happy with that. I think he's very happy with the the way that his relationship with Kevin has grown, and and Kevin makes a great sidekick for him. You said you could stick any uh, fat pothead in there. Well, first of all, Kevin's not that fat these days. He's lost like eighty five pounds. Kudos to him.
1: A three hundred pound man losing eighty five pounds. <laughs> One act two twenty five. That's not bad. Yeah, no, he's
0: in pretty good shape these days relative yeah, to his bro, age. Man. You know, he's in his forties. He's not he's not that bad anyway. He's got a dad bod these days as opposed to a fat bod. Uh but he is he is um he is the perfect foil, I think, in a lot of ways for Ralph. And likewise, Ralph is a great um you know edge for kevin to sharpen himself against we've talked in the other reviews uh, that these guys do when we talked about uh edumacation in particular that andy McKelfresh, the co-host there can't rein kevin in and so yes it ends up to the detriment of the show i think in a lot of ways here ralph garman always drives the ship that man is moving
1: yeah oh a hundred yes 100%. 100%. He has, he's the, yeah, he keeps the show notes. He keeps, he keeps everything on track.
0: Uh, and one of the ways that they do that is they've got a sounder or a theme song for almost every segment of the show even segments within segments so for instance they get to the Hollywood news and when they talk about news of a specific person many of those celebrities it's called Hollywood headlines there's a very specific theme song for it (laughs) there is there is which by the way even the theme songs when we're talking and playing the segments uh, on this show we're going to have to bleep most of them (laughs) yeah it's a dirty dirty show
1: it is a filthy show the reason we get
0: together each and every week is to take a look at all all the entertainment news in the one we call the HBO headlines.
1: Give me, give me, give me headlines, and give me. Any of our listeners who haven't checked out this show, if uh, after listening to to this episode, go and and check out Hollywood Babylon. I'm gonna get taken to task a lot about this show because of the sounders. Because it is very much morning, morning zoo, which, which historically and consistently, I don't like. I can't stand. But that's because in in my head, in the way that I frame it is that's just some, you know, jackalope talking into a microphone and doing like that's just weird. When you're in a in a in a padded room in a <laughs> booth by yourself doing all that, it comes off as very very creepy but doing it as a live show you're expected a certain amount of spectacle
0: i can understand that i suppose so you give them a pass because this is a production and it's always a production
1: i'm not giving them a i'm not giving them a pass i think i I, th- I think if they stop doing those things the show's very lacking
0: so what do you think about the sounders and the the theme songs and the i mean do you love them do you hate them mostly do they get it right well what's
1: what's funny is one of the things that they do is uh some of the segments now, some of the theme songs now, some of those little little sound bites I've had a chance to watch and develop as it as it goes. Like I was listening before they started doing them and I'll be listening after they they've they've shriveled on the vine. Um so you feel you feel like you're a part of something whenever you can catch it that early. And the way that this show is it's always trying to outpace itself. It's tr- always trying to evolve something new, and they try to get away from bits. In certain bits, the audience won't let them get away from like dynamic duets. Like they keep oh, doing... it just keeps going right, and they're trying to get away from it uh, and kind of get you know the the Arnold Schwarzenegger singing well, it. It's even even Arnold Schwarzenegger,
0: place. he's trying to get away from yeah, that yeah. now, I think. But there there people keep pushing
1: it into the, other genres his, of music. His McDonald's fry girl impression, I think he's gotten away from completely now, but. Every now and again, somebody will
0: call it. back Try to now. drag
1: him back in, man.
0: So, and you mentioned it there, and I think you've probably already heard a couple of clips in the show that reference this. But Ralph Garman is a wonderful impersonator. He's got uh, a a host of impersonations. Kevin likes to joke with him that he's got you know seven different impersonations that he can pull out. But it's really <laughs> honest to God, he's got twenty that are probably. Uh, uh, not decent at a level that I'm laughing at when he does even as a performer not like decent like your buddy who does a pretty good impersonation right. but decent like someone who does it for a living
1: yeah he does some he does some really 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 well uh but he's been slipping man like some of the ones that like i always thought that he had a pretty solid david bowie in the last couple episodes like maybe he's trying to do too much or his head's not in the game i don't know i i think I think at some point he gets like bored his, with it. His his impressions are aren't sounding like. Pee-wee Herman, they're sounding like Ralph Garman doing Pee-wee Herman.
0: Yes. Yes, I can feel I can feel that. Absolutely. Uh, what about the audio quality on this show, Josh? We've talked about the fact that it's generally live recordings. It's not the best audio, uh, and occasionally they'll get in a hole where... Yeah, sometimes like, it's
1: great. Sometimes it's not so great. What My
0: my least favorite part of the show, probably, is when they start dialoguing with the audience, or they're talking to one specific audience member or something. And you and can't and, hear that audience Yeah, you've member. only got half the conversation, and you're like, Kevin, you got to hey, remember this. Hey, this is on look. Tape.
1: Yeah, here's the thing: is this show has a ton of problems that are inherent with doing an audio show, um, and none of those problems are issues for that live audience. They play for that live audience, uh, but when you're hearing it in a podcast, it doesn't work at all. Like, uh, I'll give you I'll give you a couple of examples. Um, the segment that they do of uh, what's Kevin today. You never see it. Like Somebody always sends in a drawing or photoshops something, and I'm listening to it. You never know what it is. They'll reference it, but it's still not the same experience.
0: Yeah, I will say this. There is – and maybe it's not the official channel. Maybe it's a fan that does this. But there's a YouTube channel where you can watch the episodes with appropriate slideshow images. So, like, everything that got sent in gets put on the video feed, and you can watch those things that they reference – as you're listening to the podcast. I'm sorry, I
1: didn't realize we were doing a show about YouTube. No, we're not. I but thought that, we were doing a show about
0: podcasts. I just thought it would be nice to mention it. Speaking of, these guys live-streamed the very
1: last Last episode. one, yeah. I was gonna. That was a good segue. Way to, yeah. way to, way to steal it from you. I'm sorry. You just take it. it all, just the, had to... all the 30 seconds of work I just put into that segue, and you just take it for yours. I
0: only really did that, though, because I have a clip from that show that I wanted to play, and I wanted people to understand why it doesn't sound like the other shows. So this one was in their home studio. It's not their home studio.
1: Because it sounds like somebody didn't finish listening to that live stream.
0: Uh, another big name in the news this week was Rachel Dulzall. She was the head of the Spokane, Washington NAACP, who turned out, in fact, not to be African-American. She was white. And she mentioned to NBC while she was interviewed by them on television that there was no biological proof that she was actually white. She was holding on that maybe there still is some black in her um dna makeup that would make her story legitimate yeah i you know, i'm actually holding out hope that I, if they check my dna i might be a targaryen
1: oh i have it oh yeah okay yeah obviously was not know their, it home? Wasn't their home no nope. where is it maybe <laughs> you should listen to the rest of it i'm going to okay maybe i'll go listen to it right now yeah maybe you should stop stealing my bits <laughs>
0: I do I do so very little on this show what what, what about host likability? Ralph Garman and Kevin Smith those are the two uh, guys we've already covered Kevin on a lot of different shows but and and I've referenced here I think this might be the show where he's used best it is yes
1: I it's also <laughs> the show that he's probably used the least his German
0: accent though is wonderful <laughs> his, <laughs> His vein is pretty good so, too.
1: <laughs> so, um, two of the characters that they do on the show, and this generally happens in the very one of the first two segments of the show, is they do a shout out segment. So, anybody who's come a long distance or is celebrating uh, um, a special occasion uh, can email the show, and then they'll do a little segment just highlighting them. And often people will write in and they'll say, "Hey, it's you know my." My wife and I's fifteenth anniversary. Can you um, can you get um, um, Pee Wee Herman to talk her into giving up that rusty sheriff badge, and then Garmin would go into a little fifteen twenty second bit about them and, and the Pee Wee voice and about that topic and their anniversary and all that and all that stuff. And he does that all on the fly, which is super impressive. Um, but the Germans are almost always in the shout out or mailbag yes. section and so Kevin does a very like stereotypical Nazi German accent and Kevin does this high pitched lady German and everyone for the longest time thought it was a girl like that Kevin was doing the girl counterpart but in Kevin's head no that's just his boy German yeah, I
0: just thought it was like the like the young, the boyish protege of the <laughs> yeah. of the master. Yeah, for the longest uh, time I criminal. thought he was
1: doing. I thought he was doing a girl German for it's, the longest you time. Know, it's,
0: it's like uh, you know, uh, Doctor Schwanson or whatever the the yeah. evil German uh, scientist and his helper Sven.
1: <laughs> they yeah. have names. They have names. They do have names. Yeah, they were I recently given names. names. I couldn't tell you what they were off the top of my head. Uh, but yeah, they're recently getting names. The
0: Germans are some of my favorites. So welcome to the show. Uh, yeah, welcome. Yeah, welcome. And yeah, I'm Klaus. Yeah, I am Ludiger. And uh, we, are welcome. we are happy to have uh, two uh, women's wives together. With yeah, nine Bratwurst. <laughs> nein. Uh, so we've talked about the content. We've talked about the host likability. We've talked about the production values. Uh, and that means that it's time for some of our favorite moments. Josh, do you have uh, a couple of favorite moments in particular?
1: Um, Any moment where Garmin gets to—and here's the thing is, it's not that Kevin Smith has a big head. It's not that Kevin Smith isn't already very self-deprecating, right? That's part of his charm. And even with Kevin Smith being pretty self-deprecating, Garmin doesn't let a moment pass where he can just stick it to him, right? Uh, And and so— uh, I want to say in November of last year, somewhere late last year, um, he played a bit where Jada Pickett Smith was on some morning zoo show, right? Sway or something. I don't remember. But they did a quiz on other famous Smiths, and they got to Kevin and was like, this: um, this Smith is a director, writer, actor. First question, he's a writer? Actor, producer, and director, but this myth is widely known for playing Silent Bob. Silent Bob? <laughs> Hint? Hint. Jay and Silent Bob. Really? <laughs> Jay. Kevin Smith. Kevin oh. Black people don't know who you are. No. Not a clue, she <laughs> didn't have a clue who he was, and almost every week he and Garmin are, are making fun of their kids, man. Yeah, on the almost regular. every week.
0: Uh, it's Jaden, yeah, Jaden Willow, and Willow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, all right, so uh, one of my favorite moments was from the New Year's Eve episode this year,
1: they do it every year,
0: uh, yeah, the, uh, Hollywood. Eve. Uh As a matter of fact, this year there were two. They recorded and aired both of the episodes. They did like an early, early show and a, a late, late show. show. Uh, but and I can't remember which one it came from. I believe it was the early show, though. They told um, they oh they had a bit of news about Bill Cosby, like some recent oh, thing that had okay. come up in the oh like hey. Oh, it's come out that he's hired a private investigator to dig up dirt on some of these women that have made allegations against him, or something like that. And they referenced that, and they had just gotten done talking though about the the Sony hack story again. The you know the Sony um, the fact that their computers got right. hacked or whatever, and the fact that they currently don't believe it. To be the North Koreans anymore, the current the FBI it thinks it was it was an inside racket. Yes, and and Kevin proposes that maybe it was Cosby that did it, since that finally got him out of the headlines. Like uh, he had, it was nothing but Bill Cosby all the time in all the newspapers, and then suddenly the Sony news hack happened, and the, or the Sony movie hack happened, or whatever, and everybody was talking about how the North Koreans were going to blow up this movie theater, and et cetera, et cetera. So all of a sudden, people weren't talking about Cosby.
1: <laughs> so I think that we can drag this bit out again. I know you're in a hurry, but. This show lends itself to do a couple of favorites. Oh yeah, absolutely. What's your favorite segment?
0: Uh, I got to tell you, I and we talked about it already, but the Arnold Schwarzenegger singing and it started with children's songs or, yeah, or like family does, music. Yeah,
1: I think now he did, he's doing eighties.
0: Yeah, they would. I think the last episode I listened to, they did a disco song or something yeah, yeah. like something from the seventies. But those are all wonderful, and in my head now all the time, Arnold Schwarzenegger sings. Anything you can think of, any terrible song you can think of that pops in your head, Arnold Schwarzenegger sings it to me all the time. <laughs> but the best one by far, to me, will without a doubt be when Arnold Schwarzenegger did Let It Go. That oh, is that was good, yeah. Oh, yeah. It, was, it was classic. I played it for my kids like a dozen times. It's the only thing from this show that I can play for my children.
1: So, <laughs> you're going to have to go back. You're going to have to take a pretty deep cut to get to this segment, Uh but man, I've always liked the creepy clown segment. <laughs> yeah, That's all he does, right? He does like the clown song and he does it just, like there's no. Words, no. Just, but he still does it in an impression. Like he's got a Cosby one that's fantastic. No, but, see, but,
0: but but that one, by the way, is another one where there's physicality to that. He's and you can't physically see it. he's yes. putting on the makeup. He's getting the, the yes. creepy clown ready, and he's making
1: faces and the whole. Name and knows. Kevin has a dance for pretty much every song that you don't get to see. And none of that is yep. for
0: us on the audio track. And still, we say to you, this is a podcast that you and I have listened to. It's a for show. Years. It is a
1: sh- It is a it is a production. It is a show. Um, but yeah the biggest knock the thing that still drives me crazy is they'll do a segment called that should not be it's every week and what this segment is about is some clip that they messed up um in a movie that's like it's obvious like that's that's a horrible mistake like I'm trying to think of one off the top of my head ML4. He should not see Here's some that should not be
0: Okay, so oh 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 they, they just in an episode I listened to recently uh there's a James Bond one where like he's driving uh, uh like a go-kart or something and it obviously loses a wheel and then the next frame It's still he's, going. Yeah, he's still going. Right. It's like I changed my tire immediately.
1: Right, so it's like these it's these little things in all these movies that People are getting paid a ton of money to catch. Uh, hundreds of pairs of eyes are watching it before it goes out, and these things are still missed.
0: Yeah, and uh, the vast majority of them are from before the time of DVD. And literally, it was a matter of like, that would cost us $10,000 to reshoot. No one will ever see it.
1: Right, but that segment never plays audio It never works for the podcast listener. It just doesn't. It's not designed. It wasn't made uh, for the podcast listener. Um and so it's a, it's a whole segment that you really miss out on.
0: The only way it ever works, and it has worked a couple of times for me, because they'll reference a movie a reference, that I know yeah. like very, very well. Maybe I've already seen that glitch, and I'm like, oh, I'm so glad somebody else noticed it. Yeah, it's a terrible glitch. Or I've seen that movie a thousand times, and I'm like... I can't believe I've never seen that, but I've got it on DVD or I've got it on, on on my you know computer or something, and I can very quickly call it up and check that scene. And I'm like, oh my god, that's ridiculous! And now I know, now I have the insider knowledge too. But that's all outside the podcast. You can't do that in your podcast, right? App. It's this is one of those shows that would be great if you used the old and they used to call them or still do. Some people use them still. Enhanced podcasts. Have you ever heard of this, Josh? No. It's something that really only happens on the iPhone. Uh, Or not just the iPhone, the iPod. No, the
1: iPhone. Hold on a second. Let me get out my iPhone. I don't have it on me. Let me use my Apple TV over here in the corner. Oh, that's not working. Let me pull up my iMac and see if I can sync it all together. Exactly. Oh,
0: goodness. It it started way back in the day on the iPod, and the idea was that you would have an M4A file instead of an MP3 file. That's the audio, and that, that M4A file would allow you to include extra information. You can include... Uh, different pictures that would change throughout the course of the podcast. You could include chapter markers so that you could jump ahead to different areas of the podcast and have that all marked in your show notes. It's very useful. It also was not supported by almost any of the podcast apps other than the one built into the iPod and then eventually the iPhone. So uh, the market at large didn't do it. The other thing is it's a ton of extra work. I did – once upon a time, I did one enhanced episode of our original podcast – and it was so. It was literally more than twice as much work as editing the show. It was. It was that much time again, and then some.
1: And It didn't add that much value, it, and
0: nobody knew about it. Yeah, you know, like even the, a handful of potential users might even have the ability to access all of those features. So and they don't uh, know about the it.
1: three of you guys out there listening right now, and the two that are listening through the uh, <laughs> iTunes uh, Apple app. Uh, you know, go 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 check that out.
0: Yeah, go check out some enhanced podcast. This would be a great one for that if it was a more widespread uh, idea or supported uh, concept, and if it was easier to do.
1: Well, you know, so Harmontown does a, a live stream with her show every week. I did not know that. Yeah, makes sense though. Yeah, and i th- I feel like this show may end up doing the same thing.
0: Yeah, I think it very much it. It deserves it. And they've talked for years about turning it into a TV show. You could get sponsorship on the web, man. Like, and the numbers aren't know, the same. I got to reiterate this show is filthy. Oh, it is incredibly filthy. But there's lots of potential people that wouldn't have any problem with the content. They don't right now for audio. Like, they have sponsorships as it is. Smodcast has lots of sponsorships.
1: Right. But I, think, well, yeah, I guess they, I don't know how that works if it goes through, hey, Smodcast, here's, put this on whatever episode, whatever shows you want to put it on.
0: I'm not. I mean, it, I'm sure it works differently for the different. The Dave
1: networks. School is a big one for them.
0: Yes, but I, but then again, the Dave School is somebody that they do actual business with yeah. too. Like they've been hiring the, the Dave School graduates True. and stuff for their their uh, movies lately. All right, so that's our uh, our overall review of Hollywood Babylon. Uh, we don't rate shows anymore, or at least we're not currently. That's it still could possibly be nope. revisited, but I think I think we're done with the actual even if it's
1: revisit, dude. I'm not doing it. Here, like, so, you can do it all you want to. I'm not. But here here's what we do do
0: here's what we do do here's what we're going to do. It's How about good. that <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna tell you whether we suggest the show to others or not. Josh, you want to start first on this one
1: um yes and whenever I'm suggesting the show to somebody I'm gonna let them know that it's about an hour and a half show sometimes longer. Um, it's it's a it's a very explicit show like it's very dirty and it's very bathroom humored. Um, There's also going to be some visual elements of the show that you're not going to get listening to the podcast and you may never really get um, if they don't stream it. Um, But yeah, like if you like Kevin Smith, if you like bathroom humor, and let's be honest, who doesn't? (laughs) Um, Yeah, man, it's a great show. It's probably – I've probably listened to Hollywood – more Hollywood Babylon – than any other show out there just because i've been listening to it for so long
0: longer than wtf
1: yeah yeah this was before wtf yeah oh man hey
0: we're going to talk about that in a minute. Okay. Big news for WTF. We'll discuss that in a second. But uh, so uh, right now, though, I'm going to say that I'll suggest the show too. You got to up front remind everybody it is a nasty, filthy, terrible show. Like, Do we not, can't please, say this enough. Please don't put this on with your children in the car. I don't care how loosey goosey, liberal, progressive parent you are. You don't want your children to like, repeat. the Like I would things rather you guys ride
1: in and say, "Hey, man, you know what? That show wasn't that dirty." Like, I'd much rather you yes. get that vibe from us and, and give us that feedback then than
0: underestimate yes. the filth. Yeah, but it, having said that, I find it hilarious. It is it is something that has consistently uh, found a home in my podcast apps uh, over the years. As I've changed the, the way that I listen to podcasts, as I've added so many to my show, I still go back. Sometimes I'll go several weeks, even a couple of months sometimes without listening to one, and then I'll mainline four or five in a row or five or six in a oh, row. this, of Hollywood
1: Babylon? Yeah, I see, love I it. See, I would think that would be hard because it is quite topical. It is It is topical, but
0: at the same time, like – there i remember what happened vaguely you know and the jokes are on point yeah yeah yeah, they still work like but they give you the the basic knowledge of the story and then they give you the punchline and they move just it's just so so funny they're so funny together so yeah absolutely i recommend the show all right that is our review of hollywood babylon let's very quickly get to some listener feedback Colin Jaffe hit us up on Twitter, and he gave us some great stuff. He says, keep the ratings. They give you a lens with which which to consider a show's strengths and weaknesses. It's absolutely essential. But ditch the earbuds. They don't allow for subtlety as you're rating podcasts on a three-point scale. Or you're rating them on a five-point scale if you allow half earbuds, which is better but weird. Just use stars (laughs) or
1: maybe one to five mics or one to five kilojoules. He did not say kill. He did kill a
0: Joels. Yes, absolutely.
1: Uh, Based on that, Colin, I can like thanks, thanks for writing in, thanks for saying good stuff, and give us any of that feedback. That's what we want. I can't trust you. Uh,
0: and then this comes from Chris. Kill a his
1: words just as fine.
0: <laughs> it does absolutely. I'm sure he would have. That was his next offering. He just knows you're not on Twitter. That's what that was about. <laughs> So, by the way, you can hit us up on Twitter, uh, like Colin did, uh, at Pod on Pod. We're on Facebook, facebook.com slash pod on pod. Or you can email us, pod on pod at teamprocreate.com. Chris did that. He said, Josh and Joel, to begin, thank you for all the great reviews and recommendations on podcasts. I found a lot of great new podcasts because of your show. The way I found your lovely podcast, though, was through Stuff You Should Know. Here are some suggestions and highlights. The theme song to your podcast is Not My Cup of Tea. Oh. The rating system is not necessary, but it's cool.
1: Yeah. Oh, I, I don't know how I feel about that. You know,
0: that's exactly where I was in the beginning at least. I thought, "Oh, it's earbuds It's so look how cute we are. Look how look how interesting and we're and, idiots." Yeah, no, we're we're I'm I'm not saying you're an idiot, Chris, but I also was hoodwinked by the attractiveness of the rating in the beginning. It's not a good idea. Um I enjoy it when you both disagree and it's productive to the podcast. That's absolutely true. Uh, you were honest when reviewing a religious podcast. That I had several is one good of, comments about that.
1: Yeah, but that like so, like I was reading reading this email. I think that was a great that was a great point, and I I truly truly appreciate uh, that feedback and him saying that. Um, so out of out of probably. All the feedback we've gotten that's probably one of my one of my favorite um just little points like little points hey, yeah I appreciate
0: that yeah uh, we reviewed that God show by the way if you haven't heard that review you can go back and check out that episode uh finding diverse or ethnic hosted podcasts could be difficult to find a review I believe Marin has had the yeah. same problem mm-hmm. in the past I say that it's not a problem because there aren't any it's a problem because you and I have a white straight guy's view of the world. Like, we have a lens through which we see things, and we're just missing them. We're, we have to look harder because we are predisposed to see other people like ourselves. I think that's what's going on. Well, and and, and Maren so, fits into that, too. He's also a straight white guy.
1: So I don't know if you do this. Um, this is a little inside for everybody listening right now. But I have probably seven to ten shows that I'm going to make room for and listen to every week. Mm-hmm. Then I have whatever assignment we're doing that I have to to listen to every week. Um, and then for myself, I go out and I seek and I search out podcasts and, and, I, and, I, and I look for diversity. And I look for female hosts and things like that. But here's something that I always... And maybe it's not fair. Maybe we should just put it out there. But I always worry about putting a show out there hosted um, by a girl or hosted by insert ethnicity um, and it not be good and it not be well-received. Um, like I, I worry about putting something out there like that. I,
0: I don't worry about – I don't worry about putting a minority podcast out and then it not being well received. Like we've got a Like I don't want to
1: put a more minority podcast out there and then our listeners go, uh, you know, I checked that out and it was real crap. Or or we have to give it a bad review cuz it's not that great.
0: I now. Hey, That's listen, what I stress about. Here's a peek behind the curtain. There have been several times over the course of the year and change that you and I have been doing this now where you and I have said, this is what we're reviewing, and one or both of us has listened to an episode or two and said, I don't know about you, but I don't have anything good to say about this show. Maybe this is not ready for a review. We've turned down reviews a couple of times and changed our mind midweek because of the fact that there's nothing positive or there's not enough positive to say about this show. It'd be a waste of our times to try to tear it down. And that's definitely the case for me with minority shows. I would not highlight a show that I don't think is ready for primetime. My point is, I think there are plenty of minority-hosted shows, female-hosted shows out there that are ready for primetime, quote-unquote, and I think it's just harder for us to see them, that's all. But anyway, what we are looking, and he's right, we're not the only ones that struggle with this. Lots of straight white guys struggle with this that want to be progressive, that want to pay attention to different voices in the marketplace. Uh, He also says, I am enjoying your new format, no music in the end, Uh, Mm -hmm. although... You're going to get music this in, uh, at the end of this episode, but
1: I'll intro it. So there's a. It's <laughs> true.
0: It's it is a change.
1: And here's the deal on that: we are we have not had
0: time for a real teleconference, a real sit down with our producers. I just and, want to
1: say if I was if I was Rob, by the way,
0: the fact that we're having this argument out in public.
1: No, not the fact that we're having this argument out in public. I like got be pretty pissed off at you, and I feel like because we have had to put this meeting off twice now. Okay. <laughs> We've had to put it off twice now. That really undercuts whatever we want to talk about or bring at the table because if it was important to us, we wouldn't have had to reschedule. Sure, a grandmother died. Sure, you have to move. Yeah. Right? But that, <laughs> find, find time,
0: man. Hey, we're going to find time next week. Prioritize we're going to find time. what's important in your life. Right after I move, we'll Moving find time. Moving in your family,
1: yes. your grandmother, or a meeting with your podcast network.
0: I, it's hey, obvious. It's, it's a toss up. It's a toss up. Any of those things could be just as important. No, but as I do.
1: <laughs> I do feel like Rob's kind of taken like. All right. What do, I mean. You, <laughs> you were the, you, were the, yeah, the yeah. are you the guys that wanted to call a meeting. Not only are you the guys that wanted to call the meeting, you're the one who set the schedule both times, and you can't like you set the schedule. Yeah, and I know. I'm terrible.
0: Times. I am a horrible, horrible person, and a, and, a, and a terrible podcast. Uh, host. So if
1: Rob takes us to task. Like, it's I my get fault. It. It's I my get fault. It.
0: Uh, and if if you take us to task for including a song at the end of the episode, that's my fault too. But we're going to continue to do it until we can decide exactly what is the best way to help out the uh, community at Team Procreate and continue uh, our mission there. And so uh, we're, we're going to find a good way to do that. Uh, this guy says, Chris continues, he says, I don't always agree with your point of view, but I continue to listen. Honesty is awesome i don 't listen to your podcast to find out about a new band or artist. I have other podcasts for that. It would be helpful chris why don 't you tell us what those podcasts are man hey that would that would be helpful to us too chris you 're right. Email us back. Tell us the podcast that you listen to for music recommendations. Uh, he says it would be helpful if you explained your recording setup, and this is actually something that um, have we done this before? We've not really done it before. Okay. We've not talked about how we podcast. I think we ought to probably do a whole episode on it. I think we ought to do one special episode where we talk about two sides. We we give a short discussion of how we actually make the show, and then, and then we can also do okay. how we listen to podcasts. And okay, I know you and we, I both do it a couple of okay, different ways. Can
1: we um, – so I would rather wait on it until podcast movement – because then we'll have a house with three other podcasters that we can get in.
0: How do you podcast ex- too? Exactly. That's a great idea. That's a great. And even if we don't do a whole episode live with those guys, we can record them answering the question and then put it into an episode of our show. By the way, in case you have missed out on that, we are going to be going to Podcast Movement this year. Podcast Movement, a big uh, conference in uh, Dallas, Fort Worth. It's coming up at the end of July, the first of August. And we're going to be, have some special episodes around that, an episode before the, sh- the, the uh, trip, an episode after the trip, specifically discussing w- what went on, what we expect to go on, and how uh, we're expecting to spend our time, and then how we did spend our time, and what we took away from it, what we can bring back to our show and, and our other shows and other endeavors in the podcasting world. So that's all coming your way. Hey, Josh. Yeah, Joel. How fresh is your coffee?
1: My coffee is very, very fresh. Yeah,
0: my coffee is very fresh, too. As a matter of fact, uh, Honey Bun made a cup for each of us this morning. It's from Railway Coffee. That's where I got mine.
1: So uh, let me ask you a question. How fresh are your ice cubes? My ice cubes? Yeah, man. Uh, I don't know. So check out what I did because uh, Rachel loves iced coffee, right? Um, But I hate making it for her because I always feel like it's getting watered down and – So whenever I try to make uh, iced coffee and it gets watered down, I'm like, oh, it's just like Keurig coffee, right? Uh, Because to me, always a Keurig always tastes a little watery uh, for for what I like in a coffee. But this is what I did, man. I took some railway coffee, grounded it up, which is probably one of my favorite things to do, by the way.
0: It smells so good. Your whole house smells. Even whenever I
1: know it's already ground, I'll still, you know. A little finer, a little, yeah. I'm like, I can get a little better. <laughs> <Good sound.
0: laughs> it's a good sound too. The grinder,
1: the Dude, grinder has a good. But what I do is, is I sound. brew like a half a pot of coffee, and then I take that, let it cool down, and I pour it into the ice trays, and then I put that in the freezer, and now I've got super fresh coffee ice cubes to use to make iced coffee. That's so when kind those of brilliant. melt, doesn't get watered down.
0: That's kind of brilliant. Yeah. You're uh you're a much better husband than I am. I got to get on that. <laughs> uh railway coffee defines specialty coffee by three main components: the quality of the coffee beans, the care and finesse with which they're roasted, and the resulting flavor and freshness of each batch. The standard that railway coffee sets for their coffee is a high one, and in order to meet it, they give detailed attention to each one of those three areas. You can find out more about exactly how they uh, pay attention to all of those areas at RailwayCoffee.com. You can go to RailwayCoffee.com shop and order uh, for delivery all over the U.S. Columbia Excelso, uh, for, uh, that's a Columbia roast-level medium. It's got a smooth body milk chocolate with notes of almond. Or, and this is what you and I have been using, Smokestack. It's an India roast, a dark, full-bodied with creamy uh, notes of chocolate, molasses, caramel, and more.
1: You want what? Probably my favorite thing is about uh, Railway Coffee.
0: The fact that they're um, right here in Ruston, Louisiana.
1: Well, no, that, that's that's another thing. But
0: the fact that they're a, a product of American ingenuity and entrepreneurial uh, um, uh, know-how. Sure,
1: sure, that's good too. That's
0: good too. <laughs> What's your favorite thing about Railway?
1: There's an actual person touching my beans and filling my sack. Hey, I
0: don't think we can say things like touching your beans and filling your sack during an advertisement.
1: coffee beans and a coffee sack. Oh,
0: sure, sure. All right. You can go to uh, railwaycoffee.com slash shop. And don't forget when you're checking out to use the promo code POP, P-O-P. Use that promo code and you can get 10% off your first order. Uh, Thanks to Railway Coffee for sponsoring this episode. Josh, what are we going to review next week? We continue the trend of our theme song uh, reviews. In our theme song, we, we have all of these different kinds of podcasts and and some of them we hadn't gotten to one of the ones that we hadn't really technically covered the history of art so we've got a a great art podcast that we're i say it's great we hope it's great we're going to be reviewing it next week what's the name of that show do you remember
1: yes i do hold on dude so if i remember this i'm a freaking genius i'm I'm gonna be impressed the jealous curator that's right! It's called The Jealous Curator Art for Your
0: Ear, and we're, we're going to be checking that show out uh, next week. It's a fairly new show, so we're going to be hopping on uh, the uh, early so part of are the bandwagon. So they,
1: are they curating jealousy, or are they a curator that is jealous? I
0: think, I'm going to say that they're a curator that is jealous. He's jealous of other people's curations and collections.
1: Mm, okay.
0: Yeah, that's what I'm going to guess. Uh, one more thing before we get out of here, and this has been a long episode, but big news in the world of podcasting well, this week.
1: Yeah, it's big news. Our episodes are going to be longer, guys. They just start with a new format. It's going to be a longer show. We're going to try real hard to get under 45 minutes. That's yeah. about the
0: best I can do you. Yeah. Uh, but but now, what happened this week in podcasting? You and I were both in on it early Monday morning. Our our good buddy— I
1: was in on it
0: Friday. Well, yeah, sure. But, I mean, we didn't get to hear it until Monday. Sure. Our good buddy, Mark Marin had uh, this this uh, up and coming politician out to his garage,
1: yeah, some young guy. Uh,
0: Barry something I don't know. Nice. Hussein, it was a weird middle name. Uh, Barack Hussein Obama, the president of the freaking United States, was on a podcast, man. not just a podcast because as as Pod Vader, uh, the uh, former producer of ESPN's fantasy football uh, focus on fantasy football show, he pointed out on Facebook, Bill Simmons had uh, President Obama on the BS report. It's like quite some time ago, a year ago, or two years ago now. So this is not the first time he's ever been on a podcast. To me, though, it's still a big deal because Bill Simmons is connected to ESPN. He's got all the clout of that major network. Him going to the studio at ESPN and recording and an interview— And Obama Loves Basketball and fills out a bracket every year. Precisely, precisely. Him going to ESPN studio and recording an interview is not the same thing as him going to Mark Marin's garage. Like, literally— He was in the cat house.
1: Yeah, so he was in the garage. And, dude, I think we leave it at this because I think we could put out a special midweek episode where we just talk about that episode of WTF. You think so? Yeah. I think we can get 15, 20 minutes out of it easy.
0: I tell you what. Why don't we wait, and we'll put that out next week as a little bonus after you and I also get to hear Marin's follow-up. So we're recording this Tuesday night. Yeah. On Thursday, he's going to have a special episode where he talks about – his thoughts about the interview. You and I have both listened to the interview now, and we've and we've read a lot of commentary. I want to hear what Mark has to say I about it. I know what
1: it. Mark's going to say, he, he, because people have gone on his show before for very specific reasons, and those interviews don't come out as genuine or real.
0: I I felt like this one was a pretty real interview. Eh. There, I mean, look, it's about as good as you're possibly going to get out of the leader of the free world. M-
1: maybe. Maybe. <laughs> But like you yeah yeah no yeah, i i don't yeah i don't know if you can have a re, yeah you can't have a real conversation with him no one except probably his family
0: yeah maybe his wife maybe his kids
1: are having real conversations with him no one else
0: is anyway, it was a fascinating thing, and and what a huge step in the world of podcasts. So if you don't listen to Mark Maron's show, WTF with Mark Maron, normally go check out Monday's episode, especially as as there's a full hour interview, uninterrupted by commercials, uh, of WTF uh, with uh, President Obama. What, I hope what he an says how many day. times
1: it's been downloaded.
0: Well, the, the numbers are big already. It was yeah. Libsyn came out today yeah. and said in less than twenty four hours it was seven hundred and change thousand downloads. His his average, by the way, or his highest before this in twenty four hours had been two hundred thousand, and so he jumped to seven hundred and change. Yeah, this
1: is going to be a two million. Yeah it, yeah, it was
0: already up to 900 and change in 36 hours. So yeah. 900 and change, 1,000 uh, downloads. So, so anyway, it's, it's big numbers. We'll talk more about that next week. I think that's a great idea, actually, to put out a little special bonus episode just about this, because it is really a big moment. It's a historic moment in some ways. So go and download that, uh, listen to it yourself, and we'll discuss it next week uh, after we review... The jealous curator, art for your ear, here on Pod on Pod. Until next week, we've been your hosts. I'm Josh. I'm Joel. And this has been the podcast. Are you
1: funny?
0: Pod on Pod is a proud member of the ProCast Network, a Procreate production. Procreate is a community of artists in film, music, the digital arts, and the fine arts that helps them connect and collaborate on projects. You can find out more at TeamProCreate.com.
1: Our musical guest this week is Code One.
0: bank of antandec they're looking for a mascot we need an icon something that says high flying to all our mortgage customers like a falcon or a stallion or even better a parrot check it out Ah, ah, meanwhile at santander they're concentrating on helping customers find ways to take years off their mortgage with their overpayment calculator